Hello and welcome to episode 164 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast. I'm Mike Solosi, and I'm here with three other Pokemon fans among RPG Fan staff, starting with Nathan Lee. Hello, everybody. Also, Peter Treisenberg. Hi, everybody. And thirdly, Alana Hagues. Hey, everyone. Now, uh, gentlemen and lady, uh, we have been <laughs> trying to record this damn Pokemon episode for like three months. It's it, it's gotten silly. Uh, we uh, there was scheduling issues and staffing issues, but we're finally here to talk about it. And today's very special Pokemon episode isn't about a certain Pokemon game or trying to determine the best Pokemon game because we already did that a while ago. We just want to talk about our favorite Pokemon, and to do that, we're playing a weird little game where each of us, you know, creates a theoretical single type team. Now, uh, Peter. You were one of the people that sort of germinated this idea because you sh- you shared a meme on your Facebook wall over the summer. Yeah, there was a there was a post going around where like you would you would basically be assigned a type of Pokemon and then you had to pick your dream team out of that without a with no legendaries or anything like that. Basically, so you had to pick like your ideal team based on the type you were given, and then everyone who liked it got a type of their own, and that went around and we were having some fun with that, and then. Pretty much right after uh, after that post went up, Mike was like, "Hey, that's a good idea." <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, I th- I mean, I I liked your status, and you assigned me the fire type, and I you know was looking up Volcarona and Infern- Infernape's stats on Bulbapedia, and I'm like, "Huh, this this, this seems like th- there's an episode in here somewhere." You put way more thought into yours than I did mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, and. Uh, at that point, I hadn't played uh, the seventh the seventh generation games yet, and I think that thing might have even inspired me to go up and buy a copy of Pokemon Moon on a whim, and and tell the uh, cashier at GameStop, "Oh, this is for totally for my little cousin." Yeah, they've never played Pokemon before. Oh boo! You don't have to lie. With <laughs> that. Well, but anyway, um, that thing that Peter shared led uh, to me going through a mini Pokemon Renaissance, which is documented on my Twitter account, and. Uh, and come up with the idea for this episode, which we discussed for a few months um, before recording this, because, again, that was over the summer. Basically, the gimmick for this episode is each of us was assigned a type semi-randomly. It was uh, one of the other uh, panelists gave each panelist the uh, uh, a specific type. And now we each are making a team of six. So this is like a uh, a late generation rematch, and not a uh, not a first not a first match to, to create a theoretical member of the Elite Four. We're like the four of us are going to be RPG fans' official Pokemon League Elite Four, and each of us is assigned a type not of our choosing, and uh, build a team of six based on that type. And our only rules were uh, each Pokemon has to be of that type, so you can't have any BS like the like the Fire Dude in Pokemon Diamond with a Buneary on his team. <laughs> Right, God, or, what a <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, no legendaries or mythics, and uh, no ultra beasts, which are the um, the weirdo alien Pokemon from Sun Moon and Sun Two Moon Two, and also no more than one starter. So even though, like, if I had been assigned water, I would have thought about putting six water starters on the team, <laughs> or at the very least, uh, you know, Greninja plus Swampert. But alas, uh, that is that is also against the rules. No more than one starter. So that is the gimmick. Those are the rules. We all understood them. Um, and Peter, let's uh, start with you. Uh, you were assigned the flying Pokemon type. So you are uh, six flying Pokemon. And uh, But before you show us our team, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Um, right. Do you have a, 
a, a favorite Elite Four member from a Pokemon game? <laughs> uh, can we include champions in this question, or does it have to be the Elite Four in, in specifically? Sure, I'll allow it. Okay, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Steven. Yes! Steven from Gen 3. Because yeah. despite being ostensibly a one-type trainer, like he's kind of, his signature team is Steel. He does manage to have a lot of variety on his team. They all hit really hard. They cover each other's weaknesses. His uh, Meg- Metagross, especially in uh, in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, his Metagross can Mega Evolve, and then that thing just, like, demolishes you. Uh, so, yeah, and his battle theme is, like, an absolute banger. So I always <laughs> thought his, his theme was, because he has Rock, Ground, and Steel, I always thought his theme was, my Pokemon are fine in the, stand- in the Sandstorm. How about yours? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> All right, now, uh, Peter, um, you were you did not get to choose your flying type, but if you were... Uh, if... We were. This is a different podcast, and you got to choose your own monotype team. What type do you think you would choose? Probably dark or psychic. It'd be a toss up between the two. Cool. I really like. I really like Espeon. <laughs> I have a plush toy. <laughs> Aww. I don't think I have any Pokemon toys. I had a a toy Snorlax many years ago, but I don't know what happened to that poor guy. Oh. I'd like to have a giant Snorlax beanbag chair or something. That that's that's an ideal. I wonder if you can get those. I'm pretty sure I sold one at one point at EB Games. Ooh, I'll have to look into that. But anyway, uh, Peter, continuing questioning you. Um, now, when you were assigned the flying type, what was sort of your your first impression? Like, uh, what was maybe an early thought when you were designing your team? Well, it's funny because flying type is flying type is honestly far from my favorite like Pokemon type. But the more I looked into it, um, a lot of, there aren't a lot of just pure flying types. Almost all of them are dual types, either normal flying or or some other variation of that. And it actually opens up to quite a lot of a uh, variety on that in there, like with in terms of dual typing. So I when I saw that, I was like, okay, I actually have quite a bit of freedom to come up with this team. And there's a lot of my some of my favorite Pokemon on there. So I kind of went from flying. What am I going to do to oh, oh all right, let's let's uh, let's give this a shot. <laughs> okay, and lastly, um, before you tell us your team exactly, what was your approach in choosing your team? Like, were you, uh, I don't know, just trying to pick Pokemon that looked cool or uh, effective Pokemon or personal favorites? Like, what was your general approach? Um, I picked a couple that I thought would be effective in an all-flying type team. Um, uh, you'll see one in particular. Uh, the other ones I mostly just picked because I like them, um, or they're some of my favorite Pokemon. And I also, I'm, I'm weird in that I like to kind of vary the uh the kinds of pokemon in my team in terms of like what size or what creature they are like i don't want a whole team of giant metagrosses or whatever i want one little guy yourself (laughs) well i mean that'd be pretty powerful yeah but no i mean i I want like a a mascot character um like a a small pet type pokemon to hang it to be there like the team cheerleader i want a couple medium guys i want like one big heavy hitter i kind of like to have a varied team that feels like something i would actually go on an adventure with um, as a Pokemon trainer. So and that's just kind of a weird little like thing I do in my head, I guess. So the, the Pokemon you see on my team might not be the most effective, but I do think they're pretty cool slash cute. So. All right. Well, okay. I think that about does it. Uh, let's hear your team, Peter. Okay. So um, my team uh, from top to bottom, we have uh, Charizard, Skarmory with the 
uh, with the flying type Z, Z stone, Z crystal, Emolga, Sigilyph, Aerodactyl with the uh, meg- with the Mega Stone, and Halucha. Okay, and uh, one last thing. Uh, I think I forgot to mention this before. Um, what is the final boss of your team? The signature Pokemon that gets oh. to be like level sixty instead of level fifty-eight. <laughs> the, the final, the final boss is the Mega Aerodactyl. Okay, cool. Figured that Rock Flying would be a pretty good way to balance out the Flying type weakness. All right, so uh, you want to go over e- uh, each of those and just tell us a little bit of why you put it on the team or why you like those. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, um, like I said, Mega Aerodactyl, um, pretty much because uh, I wanted to have at least one Mega on the team, and I think Rock Rock canceling out the uh, electric weakness would help with, uh, you know, if someone wants to just kind of solo my team. Well, no, you have to go through this guy last. Charizard, I was considering giving him a Mega Stone, but I also want, but I decided against it. I do like, um, I did want at least one starter on my team, though. And Charizard, just, you know, he's a classic. He's an icon. It's good to have him on the team. Uh, Emolga, because it's cute. That's that's the only reason. It's Emolga is super cute. And somehow, Emolga. the Emolga that you got to fight in, in Unova in Alessa's gym was weirdly strong. I think it paralyzed my whole damn team. Yeah, that thing is, that thing's, that thing's tough, and it stops you from soloing it with just ground types. <laughs> right. Okay, well, it, 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 it doesn't nullify it, but it'd be weaker to it, Nathan. It still does damage to Rock, but it wouldn't, like, super effective it. At least that's as far as I know. I could be wrong. Sigilyph, because I wanted a sidekick on my team. Skarmory, because I, I like... Again, I just, Skarmory's just a personal favorite. I really like it. Um, and I'd give it a Z-move to give it a little bit of a power boost. Skarmory is one of the all-time most annoying Pokemon to deal with. It's it's type <laughs> it, 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 its type is sort of uniquely challenging, and it just does nothing but stall and defense. It's yeah, it, it's a real mofo. Yeah, right. And I can give it spikes. <laughs> they can just throw spikes around. And uh, lastly, Halucha because it's a freaking luchador bird wrestler, and that's kind of the greatest thing ever. Awesome. Well, all right. Thanks for that, Peter. Uh, that is Peter's flying type team for his uh, position in the Elite Four. Now, uh, Nathan, you were assigned the fairy type of Pokemon, which is the uh, the most recent Pokemon type created. It was uh, new to Generation 6 on the 3DS. I think it was created just to, you know, um, dampen uh, fighting and dragon a little bit and maybe make offensive steel moves a little bit more useful and, and, yeah, offense, and offensive poison more useful. It's unusual. It's um, they they also retconned or uh, or rebranded several o- older Pokemon to add the fairy type, including uh, shoot like Clefable and Mr. Mime and a bunch and a bunch of others. So Nathan, back to the same questions I asked Peter. Uh, do you have a, a member of the Elite Four or or a champion from a Pokemon game that you particularly admire? For some reason, I was just when I saw that question you you posed, I was thinking back to all the all the Elite Four members from the past, and a lot of them don't really stick out to me for some reason. Maybe it's because you don't know them for very long, and they don't have much of personality besides, like, I'm the gatekeeper of this, of the of the champion and all that. But uh, one, one that kind of stuck out to me was, was Koga from Gold and Silver, HeartGold Soul, Soul, Soul Silver. It's the only like, Elite Four that I know of that graduated from being a gym leader to being an Elite Four member. I think it's after Agatha retired or something like that. I think that's the reason why he's there. So I just found that interesting that 
that he got the promotion, basically. Yeah, I mean, playing through Gold and Silver or Heart Gold and Soul Silver was neat because if you're familiar with the Gen 1 games or Fire Red Leaf Green, like, seeing the change in the world state in Kanto was kind of cool. Like, uh, oh, Koga's Koga got promoted, and his daughter Janine is the gym leader now, and the the gym leader in Viridian City has also changed. And, and and seeing sort of two regions share an Elite Four was kind of, was pretty interesting to me. I I still think that Heart Gold and Soul Silver is sort of the maybe the best Pokemon experience top to bottom, just because of the sheer yeah. like the sheer mm-hmm. content of it. Yeah, Gen still my favorite. Yeah, it's uh, uh, we mathematically determined to be the best Pokemon generation in a 2017 episode. You might remember Alana and Peter. Gen two is mathematically the best gen. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it was official. <laughs> All right, so uh, Nathan, um, now you did not get to choose fairy type for this podcast. If you could choose your own Pokemon type to make a monotype team, uh, what would you have chosen? Uh, one of my favorite types has always been water, so I'd probably pick a water type team. This is something about, like, I've always picked the water-type Pokemon in every single Pokemon generation until they started coming out with the fire-fighting types, and then those became my favorite. So but, many fire-fighting types. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I defaulted back to water with Sun and Moon, so... When I saw that Incineroar was a uh, was a wrestler tiger, I'm like, oh, goddammit, not another fire-fighting type. But then I really learned it was a heel wrestler that you that was dark, and then I loved Incineroar from forever. I get the feeling that he's supposed to be a fighting type just because he has that belt and he's a wrestler. I get the feeling that they're going to make him firefighting, but they had to, but they had to take it back because they're like, wait, fans don't want this again. Maybe, but I mean, but I mean, like the idea of the heel wrestler that fights dirty and cheats is that sort of what fi- what dark type is. Like, there's uh, like there's dark type attacks that are like you know um that are sucker punches and uh and and like fainting moves and and such. Like it, I, I think that. Fire Dark was their intention, but but uh, it is true that um, that uh, you know Incineroar's design sort of communicates firefighting. I mean, the, I mean Peter had a had a uh, fire a flying fighting wrestler bird on his team from ten minutes ago. That's, that's, but, a, wrestling, uh, that's a wrestling match I'd want to see. Yeah, I, I like all three Gen Eight starters though. So uh, um, maybe Nathan has a certain Gen Eight starter on his team because one of them does have a fairy subtype. But uh, back to these other questions. Um, Gen 7. Sorry, Gen 7. I got my gens oh. mixed up. Oh, Gen 7. Oh, oh, shoot. Yeah, no, I think I, I am mixing We're all waiting for Gen 8. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm mixing up my generations, too. My, my bad. But, okay, um, Nathan, you got assigned, again, you got assigned Fairy. Uh, what were your first thoughts, first impressions on your assigned type when you started uh, building the team? No, when I thought about Fairy, uh, doing Fairy, I was thinking about there really aren't too many Fairy Pokemon that exist. It, it, most of them are from Gen 7, so... I'll have to so I had to look at all the Pokemon from Gen Seven to find out if I liked any of them to put well, on the team. Gen Six and Gen Seven. It was created in Gen Six. I, I think we might have been mixing up the generation numbers throughout this episode. My, that's my bad. I <laughs> know. Oh, I think Sun and Moon was the first one to do Fairy. No, Am I was, wrong? No, 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 it was it was it was XY. Yeah, because that there's a Fairy. I forgot about XY. There's a Fairy. There's a Fairy Gym Leader in XY. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I'm just really biased against XY, so I completely forgot that game existed and Fairy was introduced then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there aren't too many, so I, I I kind of like really think about which Pokemon. So Fairy ended up becoming, I guess this is uh, leading into your next question, uh, the approach to, to creating my team. I think I ended up just doing um, a lot of Pokemon that I liked personally, because I was trying to make like my own team like that I would be able to... F- 
to do well with. But then I figured, but then I looked at the, the, my team, my fairy type Pokemon, and it's like not too many Pokemon here that would do particularly well in a straight up fight, unless uh, the trainer was packing all sorts of dragons or something like that. So it's it's ended up being character, uh, Pokemon that I like personally. All right. Well, uh, I think that's enough. Uh enough foreplay. Uh, Nathan, go ahead and identify your team of six and tell us what you like about it. Okay, so first of all, would, probably, would be Sylveon. Sylveon would have the uh, would have the Z-type move. The Togekiss, uh, Lolan Ninetales, Azumarill, Gardevoir, and then Mimikyu. Gardevoir having the Megastone. Alright, and uh, which of those six is your uh, is the signature final boss of your team? Uh, it's going to be Gardevoir. Cool. Just like the Champion of XY, a Pokemon gener- a game that you evidently forgot existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. Uh, t- tell us, you know, it's sort of funny looking at that. Uh, about half of the team, I think, wasn't originally Fairy-type and then had Fairy added to them in Gen 6 or 7. Um, uh, well, the Alolan Ninetales being its own weird thing with uh, how Alolan Pokemon work. But uh, um, t- tell us what you like about each of those, Nathan. All right, so uh, Sylveon, like I, I had to include the one of the EV evolutions on my team if I was gonna make a any, any kind of type. Like, like let's say if I was given Psychic or Dark, I was gonna include Espeon or Umbreon because I'm just a big fan of the evolutions. Uh, Togekiss, uh, the Togepi line for some reason, maybe because of the anime, but I've always been a big fan of the the Togepi line. So having seeing Togekiss being a fairy type now is a natural inclusion to my team. Lola Ninetales is the kind of Pokemon that I decided that I kind of had to need to have some kind of balance on my team, so I just so I made a Lola Ninetales. So I put a Lola Ninetales on there just to balance it out, and you know, it started to create some. I did put on my team some kind of powerful Pokemon in there. Azumarill is a very personal choice for some. Like it's kind of like with Togepi for some reason. I like the Meryl line. Like I'm not sure what it is about Azumarill that always captivated me. Maybe because it seems to take hits a lot, so I always thought of Azumarill kind of like a tank Pokemon. So that's another reason why I included over Primarina, who's but was my starter in Gen Seven. Mimikyu, I mean, I had to include Mimikyu. <laughs> I had to include Mimikyu if I'm gonna make a Fairy type team. Mimikyu is gonna have to have to make the list. Mimikyu's the best. <laughs> yeah. It was ge- a genuine jump scare when uh, Mimikyu sort of appears behind you in that uh, in the challenge in in, in Sun Moon. It was, it, was, oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a cool moment. M- Mimikyu is a really unique, neat design. And and speaking of designs, I mean, you have a uh, Gardevoir and a Lolan Ninetales on your team, and those are two of I think the prettiest Pokemon. Like those are just two really gorgeous designs. Yeah, I know. Just I know about Gardevoir. The internet has a had a field day. Yeah, well, they, 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 the internet gets weird with Gardevoir. I, I, like, maybe God. maybe don't go onto the Pokemon Reddit is what I'm saying. Maybe just don't do that. <laughs> All right, so so yeah. Speaking of Gardevoir, moving on to to Gardevoir. Um, that that Gardevoir is one of the most powerful uh, Pokemon there is. Like, that's not like a legendary. One of the most powerful Psychic and Fairy types. So just a natural inclusion onto the team. Plus, it's the only one on my team that can actually use a Mega Evolution. As far as I know, it's the only Pokemon that can Mega Evolve on my team. So that's another natural choice for me. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for that, Nathan. Um, I guess I I think I'll go next, but it'd be a little bit weird for me to 
ask myself those interview questions. So um, uh, would one of you mind uh, asking them to me instead of me just going down the list myself? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, Thanks a lot. Well, uh, do you want me to introduce your type or do you want to go straight into it? Well, okay, I was assigned the rock type, but and uh, again, it was not my cho- not my choosing. So um, from there, go ahead to, with with the questions. Sure. Uh, so uh, first of all, like everybody else, uh, do you have a favorite Elite Four member or champion or even a group from any of the generations? I'm glad you asked, Alana. Um, my favorite uh, Elite Four member is maybe a weird choice. Uh, I really like Drake from Hoenn because. Uh, he oh, yeah, he yeah. has like a a navy captain's hat and <laughs> a uh, a sort of a, a military coat and then no shirt and jeans and for some reason and it looks like a crusty old sailor man who forgot to wear a shirt and I I think that communicates dragon trainer in a very fun way and it's just a, a memorable design plus he's got a salamence and I like those mm-hmm. yeah angry pirate dragon man is definitely oh, a, yeah. a, a angry pirate like, pirate dragon mind is my aesthetic I mean let's be honest. Pretty much, yeah. He like you just the way you described it makes me think of One Piece for some reason. I have no uh, idea why. I would associate <laughs> that with you. Oh, uh, maybe it's because it's the best um, shonen manga of all time. I mean, obviously. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting because I don't really like out of all the dragon trainers we've ever had. Drake doesn't really stand out to me personally, but like his design has always appealed to me. It's just that his dragon roster maybe is a little bit weak, but I do like his design. Yeah, I agree it's, with It's you. sort of funny. In, in the Pokemon games, dragon trainers are usually like the esoteric secret mountain village that have been, you know, uh, raising dragons for centuries kind of look. But then you have Drake, who's this shirtless weirdo pirate who's traveled the seven seas and has, you know, a, a Drudigan and a, and, a, uh, and a Salamence and maybe probably also a Dragonite. I don't remember his exact team. But the mm-hmm. like, I, I just I just thought that he doesn't really look like any other Elite Four member, and I like dragons, so it was a uh, it was uh, I haven't and Ho- Hoenn's not my favorite generation, but I really like Drake. Right on. Um, so obviously you had Rock type. Um, I know a few of your favorite types, so I'm kind of expecting one of these to come up. <laughs> um, so what would you be if you could choose your type for the Elite Four? What type would you have? Or pick two or three, maybe. Uh. I'll just pick one. It would probably be ground. Um, ground is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ground is my favorite Pokemon type. I love uh, I love being able to switch into an electric Pokemon and make them useless. I I love how Earthquake is just the a perfect Pokemon move. Uh, high hit rate, high damage. Deal uh, only attacks enemies on the ground. And and it, even if I don't have a team full of ground types in a Pokemon game, I will throw Earthquake on anyone that can use it. Just because it's such mm-hmm. a versatile, powerful move, and ground is a really, really good offensive type. Yeah, there are two like solid moves, and it's always Psychic and Earthquake for me, and I think they just do everything. Yeah, like, I never used to like ground type, but more recently, from Gen 4 onwards, there's been some really cool ground type Pokemon. I'm, I dig it. Oh yeah, and, uh, but another one of my favorite types is uh, is fighting, and there has never been a ground slash fighting <gasps> Pokemon before. So Gen Eight, please give me that ground fighting. I don't I don't care what it looks like. I just I just want one. <laughs> oh, um. So when you got Rock type, how did you feel about it? Because everyone associates Rock as being really defensive. So maybe you might have assumed that it would be quite hard to build an offensive team, but just for it what did you feel well um a little weird like uh i think that rock type has sort of 
sucked the past couple of generations because it, it, mm-hmm. it started out that rock's great strength was that it was strong against normal pokemon and normal was really really awesome in gen 1 and 2 but then has but then hasn't really been the same since uh and rock has weaknesses to steel ground water fighting four extremely common types that i always pack so i, I don't think of it as a great defensive type and offensively I think it's pretty all right, uh, you know, strong against flying, strong against fire, that, strong against ice. That's all well and good. But rock moves are almost always uh, low hit rate, like mm-hmm. like Stone Edge and Rock Slide, and uh, it, like the best rock moves rarely have 100% hit. So when I th- when I uh, throw Rock Slide or Stone Edge on a Pokemon in a game I'm playing, it always seems to miss in inopportune moments. So I, I think of rock as being maybe below average offensively and defensively. So I, I, I thought I had been dealt a slightly poor hand when I was assigned Rock. But I, <laughs> but I, uh, but I ended up having fun building the team anyway. Mm, it's nice to have a restriction. Um, so I guess, did any of that influence your approach, or what kind of approach did you take to building your Elite Four team? Um, right. Well, I, I basically just looked at a list of Rock Pokemon. I, I did have some that popped to my mind immediately, but I wanted to sort of have a big list in front of me. And I noticed that... Almost all of them were very defensive. Rock types tend to have very high HP and high defenses, and very few of them are uh, more... They're more physical-focused than special-focused. And so I wasn't really sure where to go from there, but I decided that... uh, I noticed that a lot of rock Pokémon... Maybe because so many... uh, Maybe because so many fossil Pokémon are rock, are big, cool dinosaurs. So my (laughs) my first instinct was, I'm just going to make a team of big, cool dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh exactly what I do. Yeah, yeah, and uh I, I did end up adjusting it a little bit because um uh Peter picked Aerodactyl and I didn't want to repeat what he did. And uh, there's a couple big cool rock dinosaurs that I thought were just maybe not as fun as some alternatives, so I like I didn't uh I I'll I'll, uh, I'll go through about half of my team and then and discuss them, and then go to the second half, because only half of my team is really big, cool dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> I, I, I started out with Tyranitar, who is my uh, my mega evolution. Also, uh, yeah. also Agron. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I love Agron. And also Tyrantrum. Who... Yes! So, uh, Ooh, and yeah, yeah, Tyranitar is the big rock dark Godzilla. Agron is a big rock steel Triceratops looking guy. And Tyrantrum is a big rock dragon Tyrannosaurus. And they are all cool... I, uh, I, I like the look of all of them, but they also have different. T- they don't all have the same type. They would br- they bring sort of different approaches to the table. One thing weird about rock type is that um, special defensive rock types go up fifty percent in sandstorms. So having Tyranitar mm-hmm. automatically bring a sandstorm uh, seems like a powerful move. And mm-hmm. uh, so making Tyranitar my first Pokemon in the lineup would make sense because the sandstorm would be able to help the entire rest of the team. And uh, Agron's Rock Steel, big defenses, really good heavy slam, of course. Tyrantrum is is weird because it's it, it's a really strong outrage, a really good stone edge. But also you could use the uh, – it, it has – I don't know if you can get a hidden ability Tyrantrum because, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can get hidden abilities from fossil Pokemon. Maybe uh, – but its hidden ability – is uh, the one that lets that makes it immune to recoil, and it also has that uh, that head charge move that does like that's as strong as a hyper beam, but has but has quarter damage recoil. <laughs> so that that seems like a terrifying combination, but I'm not sure it's possible to do it in game because uh, I don't know how you get a hidden ability on a fossil Pokemon. Maybe there was a giveaway at one point, but anyway, the, those were three that I really wanted to do because I wanted to make a big team of dinosaurs from the beginning, and then um, 
The, uh, the fourth on my team is Rhyperior, which is almost a big dinosaur, but really it's more like a big rhino, which is not a dinosaur, you know? But, I, yeah. but, but, but still, I think Rhyperior fits into my aesthetic of big, cool... Uh, horned Pokemon, and it's 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 rock ground. That means it has a, that means it has a bonus damage to its earthquake, and they'll have just big meaty earthquakes all day. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just I also had I remember really liking Rhydon back in the uh, back in Red Blue, and I didn't like I I don't think I had caught a Rhyhorn, but then when I fought um, Gary's Rhydon, it's like oh man, I want one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just one of my early impressions for being a super cool Pokemon. And I think Rhydon would be my final boss on this team because, you know, just just because it has a big earthquake and I and I like Rhydon. Uh, so having the Rhyperior, superior evolution of it from Gen 4 is something I'm interested in. And so, again, thinking on what to do beyond those first four, I thought about Aerodactyl, but then Peter picked Aerodactyl. I thought about Aurorus, but that his but like Rock Ice is just an awful, awful typing that just would, that just gets annihilated by a bunch of different Pokemon. Um, I thought, and then I looked to all of the different fossil Pokemon from all over the years, and I thought back to the uh, Twitch plays Pokemon phenomenon <laughs> from a couple of years ago, and, oh, had, no. and decided to add Omastar, Lord oh. Lord Helix. Praise I Helix. Love... Praise be to I... Helix. Praise I love Omastar, though. Salt the Helix fossil. Omastar is somehow, like, cool and adorable at the same time, and it has the ability Shell Smash, which is one of the awesomest Pokemon moves in history. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It raises attack, special attack, and speed by two stages each, and also lowers defense and uh, special defense by one stage each. So, like, one cell Shell Smash and then just a whole bunch of surfs and ice beams and what and whatever mm-hmm. uh, i i just i love that and uh you know the, the team needs a leader and obviously uh lord helix is the leader of this team obviously yeah and then for my final pokemon i just thought about what i had here i have dinosaurs i have prehistoric pokemon so naturally my final pokemon should be the very thing that ended life for the dinosaurs i went with Minior, the meteor pokemon which is a real weird thing from gen 7 uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, oh, a, it, it, mm-hmm. it's just a flying rock that switches between a defense, defensive stats and offensive stats based on its, its health. And it's, it's rock flying type like Aerodactyl, but it's really easy to, uh, and it also can learn shell smash like Omastar. So it's sort of like a, uh, probably won't last more than two turns, but can deal a pretty enormous amount of damage for on that, on the second of those two turns. So it's, a. Uh, Again, I, I like it because the concept of a cute, multicolored meteor Pokemon. Because oh, yeah, they can be the seven colors of the rainbow. You can collect all seven miniers if you want, and yeah. make a team of six different colored miniers if you re- if you <laughs> if you really care about rainbow aesthetics <laughs> that much. But uh, so I think as a as a concept, miniere is really neat, and gameplay wise, you can do a lot of weird tricks with it. But mostly, I just wanted to have a a meteor on a team of dinosaurs, and uh, so that's my six. Nice. Very good. Alright, so that was my turn. Alana, you were assigned the grass type in our little exercise. So, um, going back to our panelist questions, um, do you have a past favorite member of the Elite Four or champion from an earlier game? Um, I have two that's all, that have always stuck in my mind. So, first one is Lorelei from Gen 1. Um, Lorelei is probably a personal thing, because I quite like Ice-type. Not to use, but like 
like aesthetic. Lorelei is probably one of the first video game crushes I had. So, yeah. you know, right. Lorelei is an obvious choice. I really remember liking how kind of smooth and I don't know, she was just really icy in the anime and she was the first real trainer I had any difficulty with in Pokemon. Like she's quite infamously difficult in Gen 1. She's not too bad, but like in terms of like the gyms, which are pretty okay, and then you get to Lorelei and she's just like Lapras. Here's another one. Because there's not loads of ice type Pokemon in Gen 1 anyway. So it's nice, very team and I think I think she has team. I think she has all five of the ice types other than Articuno on her team. Yeah, she does. So she manages to balance them out really well. Um the other one is uh again slightly more personal because Dark is also one of my favorite types. Um is Grimsley from Generation 5, the Dark type um mm-hmm. Elite Four member. I don't really know why. I think I've always found his flamboyant kind of smart suave style very cool and he's very high up and posh and likes to do likes art and things like that and so i just it just clicks with me and he has quite a cool team as the first time i fought him it was pretty easy but yeah he just seems really neat and i just kind of like that and he seems to fit rather than uh, the dark type leader in generation three he does it very differently and i like that you know, there's been several dark types in the Elite Four, uh, but there's never been a dark type gym leader. Uh, one of the Kahunas in Gen Seven is dark. I yeah, think. but but uh, but yeah, the, no gym leaders have been dark type, which I always thought was a little weird. I I personally maybe one of my early Pokemon crushes was Karen in Gen Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was cool. Um, yeah. She has a Houndoom, and Houndoom is dope. Houndoom is dope. But, okay, uh, speaking of types other than grass, uh, if you could choose your own type for this podcast exercise, Alana, instead of having it assigned to you, what would it, ha- what would it have been? Ooh, um, so ignoring dark and ice, because ice isn't very good, and dark's been done lots of times. Uh, Pete has already said one of mine, psychic. I think okay. I'm always underwhelmed by the psychic Elite Four member. Like, I'm always really surprised at how easy they are and how like a team is or i always just seem prepared for them so i'd like to bring it sexy to the psychic type team i suppose and bring i don't know my twist on it i guess um i do love psychic types anyway um the other one is electric and again another favorite of mine um we have had an electric type or we haven't had an electric type elite for i don't think we have i don't i i don't think so i I think uh, there's a bunch of electric gems yeah. In almost every generation, oh. maybe. Even. I don't recall, yeah. But I, I, don't, no. I don't think there's been an Electric Elite Four. Yeah, so I uh, think, even though there are there are readily available type, but I think they're extremely fast and extremely fun to play with, and there's so much variety in the type that I just love them. They're just great. They're cool. Alright, so, um, Alana, when you were assigned Grass, what was your early thoughts, impressions on uh, on examining your options? <laughs> Well, first off, I think I brought it on myself because I said, oh yeah, I can probably build a team out of any type. And then you get to looking at grass-type Pokemon and there are probably about 10 decently good grass-type Pokemon overall. Maybe that's a bit harsh. Like, there's 10 very good ones, but otherwise, you know, the rest are kind of like, look really cool or pretty or whatever. Um, I don't mind, though, because grass-type... I kind of love the ecosystem of Pokemon. So grass type is normal and natural and it, you'll always have it. Like it's not like psychic, which is a strange type or fairy type because fairies and stuff like how 
grass fits into the world of Pokemon and like especially in the TV shows where you're like looking at what you're seeing and the characters walk through grass and all of a sudden there's an oddish there and it's great so I just kind of yeah I was okay with it in the end and figured that I had a smaller pool to pick from rather than like you know picking your sunkerns or anything <laughs> like that I wasn't going to do that at all um also grass is my least used starter I've only ever had two and most generations they've always been my least favorite as well so I yeah I, it, it gave me less to work with but I was kind of happy with that because it meant I could think more about it I suppose I think I've told all of you this before so I apologize for repeating myself but I always pick the grass starter when I play a Pokemon game for the first time because I mean like Alana said there aren't a ton of good grass Pokemon out there through the years so my idea being I'll be able to find a good water or fire Pokemon out in the wild. I, I don't know if I can get a good grass type unless I pick the grass starter. And uh, and, and usually that's been fine. Like, a, a lot of grass starters are pretty good, at least. But, yeah, that, that, that's been my strategy. I'll just always pick grass because there aren't a lot of good grass outside outside of the starters. Yeah, I don't think I ever used I don't think I ever use grass type in my team unless it's the starter. So it would be Gen Five with Superior and Gen Seven with Decidueye. They're the only two grass starters I've had. So I, I yeah. think grass isn't bad. It, like it's it, it, it's it's sort of an average t- uh, it's sort of an average type to me. But like there's a lot of water and ground types out there, so uh, having it an immediate advantage against those is is fine. But yeah, the the, the um it's not an attractive type compared to some of the you know, compared to your water or fire or psychic or your more popular ones. Yeah, I'd agree. But, I mean, you had a limited pool to choose from, basically, but uh, you did have to make a team of six. So what was your approach to building that team? A combination of what I liked and ones that looked really cool. But I did put some strategy into it, so there are some more defensive types than others. Um, It's quite a split, so it's a bit of, like, two of them are very defensive and then the rest of the team are like speed, 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 because I like speedy things. Um, but um, yeah, um, otherwise it was just like picking favorite designs. Um, I did look at move pools a little bit and some of them have also got some abilities, which I've kind of put on there, hoping that I'd have them. I don't normally put thought into stuff like that, but with grass type, I thought like make them viable and make them at least a little challenging for the elite four because personally if i came up against a elite four grass type i would be singing just like the water type in generation six mm-hmm. where if you walk up to it with heliolisk which absorbs water damage then it's like a party really so i had to try harder yeah like uh, uh if a trainer were to fight my elite four member all they would need is a is a water type with just an ounce of speed, and then they would they would just sweep my whole team. Maybe a similar situation for you, but uh, so let, let's uh, yeah. let's go down your team. Um, give us your six. Uh, okay. Um, so we've got Roserade, Cradilly, Leafeon, Ferrothorn, Breloom, and heading up my team is Skeptile with a Mega Stone. Awesome. Now, I I almost I thought about putting Cradilly on my team as well, but I think I ended up uh, <laughs> I ended up picking a mini for my for my last choice. But uh, so t- let's talk about each of those and uh, tell us what you like about those six. Um. So I'll start with Cradilly because I think that's who I would probably start out with in the team. I think Steven does that as well for the um champion. 
So Cronilli is extremely slow, which is one downside, but you can also stick Storm Rain on him, which is an ability which would wipe out part of his uh, water weakness and also a couple of other things as well. Uh, But he's a pretty solid defensive type. Um, The rock type does kind of pacify the fire type weakness a little bit so i thought i'd start off there because someone might start off with their charizard and be like oh yeah i'm gonna toast all of these and then you're like oh shoot uh, a little bit of a resistance there but uh yeah um i do like credilly he's the fossil the fossil pokemon in gen 3 are pretty solid actually and credilly is a unique design so i like the kind of plant design that he gets um then i would possibly say Roserade. So Roserade is a really good, probably one of the best grass type Pokemon. She's fairly fast, but she benefits from having good special attack, good attack, fairly good defense. Um, And also she learns lots of poison abilities. So she gets stab from, uh, I think it's called Sludge Bomb. Yeah, Sludge Bomb. And then she's got stab from Energy Ball as well, if you want to have both grass and poison covered. Um, So she's good to like, if you want to early on set them up with poison, your enemy with poison or anything like that, then you've got that covered. Um, Roserade is also a really gorgeous looking Pokemon. Kind of falls into the same thing with God of War and that don't go on the Pokemon subreddit for that. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah, uh, so next I will go with Leafeon. Uh, again, another Eevee rep. Um, I'm just sad yeah. that there's no Rock Eevee. Like, good grief. I want all Eevee types. Um, but anyway. Gra- if there Leafeon. was a Rock Eevee, it definitely would have made my team. Just just say. Yeah. yeah. Probably at some point we'll get all the types of Eevee illusions. I think we're so at, I think we're at, uh, we're at eight now, and there's 19 types or 18 types. <laughs> We've got a few gens to go with that, I oh, think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, Leafeon possibly my favorite Eevee design. Like I I may be competing with Aporeon, which is my favorite. But I really love the way he looks. I love that he's just like a couple of leaf he's got leafy ears, a leafy tail. He just looks really sweet and he's really peaceful and I like the way you get him. So you have to evolve Eevee by a moss rock in generation four. And I think that's carried on throughout the gens. He's also very fast. So if you've been really lucky to set up sunny day, if your Leafeon has chlorophyll, then he gets super fast. And basically you can, I wouldn't recommend putting solar beam on him because his special attack's not good, but you've got the very fast sweep of Pokemon in your team with Leafeon on sunny day and chlorophyll. Um, after that, we're going back to defensive and going with Ferrothorn, who I don't love as a Pokemon, but like he's got steel typing, so that gives him a hefty physical defense and a pretty good special defense as well. Again, if you're struggling, if you haven't had the chance to set up Stealth Rock or Spikes, then you've got the chance to do it here. But Ferrothorn's got some strength behind him as well. Like, He's not a Pokemon that you can just like expect to be a wall. He's, again, extremely slow. He might even be slower than Cradley, but I do love that Ferrothorn can take a few hits and give some back as well. Yeah, it's uh, extremely vulnerable to fire, but I think strong yeah. or even double strong against every other type, so it's a pretty effective wall. Mm-hmm, very much so. Yeah, fire type is a big bummer with that one, but uh, you never know, especially if you've still got Sunny Day on. <laughs> So next is Breloom. Um, I like fighting type Pokemon <laughs> as well. And Breloom carried me through a lot of my Gen 3 run. He was really cool. A really pleasant surprise because nowadays I just go on the internet and I'm like, oh yeah, look at all the Pokemon. Let's plan my team out like three months in advance. But when I first picked <laughs> up Ruby and Sapphire, 
uh, she's getting a shroomish. He's like my first grass type Pokemon I picked up. So I was like, oh, he's quite cute. Yeah, he looks like a really grumpy mushroom. And then he evolves into this like dinosaur boxer plant. And I'm like, I get this. This I, I dig this. It's really cool. Um, but Brilliant has got the physical attack maybe that the rest of my team, other than Leafeon and Skeptile, are uh, um, lacking. But he can get that fighting type coverage. So he's got steel in the bag. He's got normal types in the bag and he's pretty fast as well so Broloom is a bit of a sentimental pig but also I do really like its unique typing I don't think we've had another grass fighting type and that would make a cool rabbit starter I think Um, there um there is the chestnut starter in xy but all of us have forgotten everything about xy oh right yeah cool (laughs) he's not fighting type is he it it starts out as grass only, but then it ends up oh. being grass fighting. For just, yes. I think maybe just for the final evolution. I don't hate him. I just I, I don't hate Gen Six. I just don't like Chestnut. I I think his design's no, cool, but it, it's it, just a bit bulky. It's like Chess Spin is adorable, and then his evolutionary line just sucks. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not. Much. I mean, I as a as someone who used Chess Spin and Chestnut the time I I played Pokemon Y, it's like. I kind of like the rest of my team a lot more. It's like, uh, let's just move Aegislash to the front of the line. Yeah, it sounds good. Just keep chest spin and never evolve it. (laughs) Yeah, all that. But yeah, uh, last on my team is Skeptile with a Mega Stone. Um, Mega, it was a competition between Mega Venusaur and Mega Skeptile, but ultimately I didn't want three extremely defensive types on my team, so I thought Mega Skeptile will do it. Also, Mega Skeptile gets Dragon type, which does make it times four weak to ice, but holy cow, the attack power on Mega Skeptile is quite ridiculous, and the speed, he can do a lot of damage and very it looks quickly. Awesome. He looks really cool. Out of the Gen 3 Megas, he is definitely my favorite type, um, favorite Mega Evolution. Uh, I didn't have a Skeptile when I did Ruby Sapphire, um, but I've always really liked his design. I like the fact that he's like a lizardy twig monster. And yeah, he just, he would kind of cover off a lot of bases and that dragon typing is never, I I always kind of want it somewhere on my team and that's where I'm going to get it from. Because I don't use Mega Evolutions in Pokemon ever. Like, I that I just feel like I would deal with what I've got, but because grass typing is not particularly amazing, I had to utilize it because dragon types are really useful to have and Skeptile is cool and quick. So yeah, he would uh he would be my uh front charge or he'd be the last man standing and yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him a lot. Yeah, I love Skeptile. So good choice. Mm-hmm. So that's our Elite Four, the Rock Fairy Flying Grass Elite Four. Uh, that is definitely not going to be completely annihilated by a trainer that has one good fire, one good water, one good electric, and one good poison Pokemon. Absolutely not, right? But, I mean, a Pokemon League still needs a champion, and none of the four of us can be a champion, so I think we, uh, we mutually decided to make the official champion of our Pokemon League RPG fans, creative director, Mike Salbato, who is not here, but he is our champion, always. <laughs> our Emerald Dragon Overlord my, my, uh, and Pokemon champion, Mike Salbato. So we decided to also just come up with a team for Mike. He also gets six. He is not restricted to uh, a single type, because, like, I mean, come on, let's be real. Lance in Pokemon Gold, just one Pokemon with Ice Beam, he's completely wiped out. That's... <laughs> You don't you don't want a monotype Pokemon champion if you can avoid it. So uh, each of us is going to come up with a couple Pokemon to give to Mike. Um, the rule is going to be because uh, 
because Alana had a uh, a Mega Evolution starter on her team, she gets to pick a starter for Mike. And Nathan, because you had the, uh, a creative Alolan Pokemon on your team, you get to pick one Alolan Pokemon that Mike has to include on his team as well. And uh, and in addition to those two, we each pick one. So I'll start. Uh, Mike Salbato's team is going to include uh, my favorite Pokemon ever, Snorlax. Because Snorlax is big and cuddly and also terrifyingly powerful. And I th- those are three things I love in a Pokemon. Um, give him Earthquake, give him a good normal move, and then give him Rest, and then I don't even care what the fourth, what the fourth move is. So, Peter, uh, give us the next Pokemon in Mike Salbato's lineup. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm giving Mike Salbato a, uh, a Milotic. Um, the, that's the Gen 3 equivalent of Gyarados. It's like a very beautiful sea serpent. Because I don't know if any, I mean, we've all met. I don't know. If, I don't know if Nathan has, but Mike Mike Salbato is a very seductive man, mm. and I figured, <laughs> and I figured that the tail that the uh, the ugly little fish that evolves into a beautiful sea snake was somehow an appropriate uh, metaphor for for our uh, our glorious overlord. So uh, the I siren think, song of sexy Salbato, indeed. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so sexy Sobato gets a sexy fish. All right. So uh, Nathan, um, I'm, you, you get uh, to add two to the lineup. What are going to be Mike's Pokemon following Snorlax and Milotic? Okay. So if we're going to follow uh, Mike's striking good looks. I'm going to give him a Lowland Dug Trio. Heck oh, yeah. The David such, Hasselhoff Pokemon. Such glorious hair on that Dug Trio. The hair is so good. I love it. And uh, I guess... For his fourth Pokemon, just to follow our RPG fan, I'm gonna give him Aegislash. Mm, nice. Yeah. Mike nice. did sword design that. Yeah, he did design the shield, so he might as well get the Sword and Shield Pokemon. A- Aegislash was the MVP of my Y run. That thing is way too strong. So that's good. A, that's such a good Pokemon. OP is crap. <laughs> All right, so Alana, we have a Snorlax, we have a Milotic, we have an Aegislash, and we have an Alolan Dugtrio. Give us the final two Pokemon in. Sexy Mike Salbato's lineup. Sexy Mike Salbato. That is a hard list to top. Um, so one starter Pokemon I would give Mike is I would give him Delphox. So I think <laughs> Delphox is kind of neat. I don't think he's the best starter in Gen 6, but I do like his kind of mysticism, his really cool stance, and I think that he would kind of appeal to Mike in some strange way, like Wizard Shaman fox is cool and... and and it does give him some fire and psychic co- uh coverage that our team is currently lacking exactly um so from the rest of the pokemon we haven't picked um the only other pokemon i would give him is do you know what if we weren't if we were allowed to pick legendaries i would put shaman in there for hillary <laughs> representation but um Aww. i will pick Frostlass, um, because I think Frostlass is pretty adorable for a ghost-type Pokemon, other than Mimikyu. She's kind of got that, I don't want to say seductress type feel, but you know what I mean? Like, the way her eyes look at you, I'm just kind of like, you look evil and you're going to do something to me, but you look kind of cute as well. Yeah, um, I, I think I think there is some seductress-level stuff there, because I think Frostlass is based on the Yukiona myth. Yes, I think she is. Which, um, which is again kind of like Milotic. It's a it's a like a siren song leading uh, easily, you know, entranced men to their frozen doom. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, but she's also a bit creepy as well, like you've just suggested. So I think 
I know Sabaton likes his Castlevania and Time Spinner and stuff, so let's chuck in some... Let's have some good times with some spooky Pokemon. We've got two ghosts as well now, but I don't care. <laughs> I like ghost types. It's a, Mike is spooky and sexy, of course. So mm-hmm. uh, Mike Salbato, our champion of the RPG Fan Pokemon League, has a lineup of Snorlax, Aegislash, Frostlass, Delphox, Alolan Dugtrio, and topping it off with... Milotic. Milotic, right. I could, man, I, I waited for you last because I had briefly forgotten what you picked. Sorry, man. It's okay. <laughs> I should have been writing this down. I should have been writing this down. Right. <laughs> but any, anyway, uh, yeah, that's our special Pokemon Elite Four episode. We uh, just wanted to, you know, talk about our favorite Pokemon, and we came up with a goofy, awkward game in order to illustrate it. And listeners, thank you so much for uh, putting up with us popping off like this and thank you so much to alana peter and nathan for joining me on this thing it was um i I had a really weird pokemon renaissance earlier this year that was again not long after peter shared that meme on his facebook wall uh i in the past couple months i've played and replayed uh three different pokemon games and i'm about to start a fourth one i think after i'm done with some current retro encounter stuff so I, i don't know man i i my Pokemon fandom comes and goes, but right now I am so high on Pokemon that I'm ready to pre-order the 2019 Switch one, which is Gen, oh, yeah. Gen 8 and yeah. not Gen 9, which I think <laughs> we might have incorrectly identified earlier this episode. But uh, yeah, I just want more stuff to play on my Switch, and I want more Pokemon right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, by the time this episode goes up, I think uh, Let's Go will be out, so yeah. there's always the chance to relive Pokemon Yellow on your Switch with an Eevee or a Pikachu, yeah. and also... You can ride on them. That's the best thing about Pokemon Go. Is you can ride on that damn Onyx around Pallet Town whenever you bloody want. You, you know, you're you're right, but also the Pokemon I want is the is a more RPG hardcore flavored one. Like like I I want a Gen nine a Gen eight straight up Pokemon game. Uh, Let's go Eevee. Let's go Pikachu. Does a lot of cool things, but. Not exactly all the stuff I want in a Pokemon game, so I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on let's on the Let's Go games, even though they do look neat. I and I am tempted. Yeah, yeah I was I wasn't sold on them when they first pitched the concept, but uh, watching gameplay footage, I'm just like they got me. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm too much. I'm I'm too. I have too much nostalgia for these games to not experience this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got well. I'm I'm surrounded by unplayed games, so I I think I can resist for now. But uh, if the Gen 8 ones come out next year and a bunch of my RPG fan friends are playing them, then I will want to trade and battle with all of you, of course. So uh, I'm, I'm all in on the, those. By the time the out, I'll still be playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope not. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. If, if uh, Oh, boy. If there's more Dragon Quest to play, because I, I, I recently finished Dragon Quest Eleven, or, well, in, in October. This is the end of November. I, 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 I finished Dragon Quest Eleven in October. So hopefully I'm still not playing more Dragon Quest by late 2019, but we'll see. I'm I'm always wanting to play more Dragon Quest. You might be playing Builders. Oh, I might be. You know, this is a little surprising. I, I, I haven't played either of the Dragon Quest Builders games, and I haven't played a Dragon Quest Monsters since the Game Boy Color. Get it on? Oh, play some Dragon Quest Monsters games. They're fun. Uh, yeah, I, I did like the one that I played. So, uh, um, and I know that uh, Marcos Gaspar, my RPG fan man crush, has played has played them and enjoys them very much. <laughs> Nah, yeah. We all have a little crush on Marcos. Marcos is a wonderful, wonderful man. But anyway, uh, the I think that does it for this episode. If we're talking about how much we love someone who was on 
an episode a few weeks ago. Um, uh, again, thanks to listeners. Thanks, panelists. Uh, next week on Retro Encounter, we are going to have our first episode on 999, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, the delightful, bloody, murder, uh, murderous adventure game visual novel for the DS. It also has had ports to the Vita, PS4, and PC. Maybe others that I'm forgetting? That sounds right. Those four. Three. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. I, um, when we had, when, uh, I sort of was dreading played, uh, replaying it on the, on the DS because I know it doesn't have very modern features, but then I found it on sale for PS4 the, the week I had pl- started to get it. So, uh, maybe for the first time ever, I bought a game just to play on Retro Encounter. Usually it's a game I already own or had been ignoring for years, but this time I, I went on Amazon and spent 20 bones just to play a game for the for the podcast. I'm not proud of that, but here I am talking about it anyway. And uh, of course, <laughs> later in December, we're going to have our uh, 2018 in review episode. We have not uh, done any planning for that yet. It's, we're not even close to ready to recording it, but uh, we do it every year, so I'm not going to skip this year if I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> but listeners, if you want to reach us directly, the best way to do so is to email retro at rpgfan.com. RPGfan has forums, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, stuff streaming on Twitch every single evening. And you can find links to all of those things on the rpgfan.com front page. Um, we also have a, another podcast, Random Encounter, that is hosted by Derek Kiemsbergen and more focused on, on current events. And uh, we have a bunch of new feature writers at uh, RPG Fans. So we have a new feature or mini feature coming up, um, posting almost every week or every other week now. We're, we are just just drowning in content on RPGFan.com, and I encourage you listeners to check all of it out. Also, I encourage you to review us on iTunes or Google Play or any other podcast listening venue that you use. All the feedback that you can provide, we want. Thank you in advance for um, giving us a nice five-star review. But... Okay, before we close out permanently, let's uh, individually tell listeners where they can find us, starting with you, Nathan. Okay, so you can find me on twi- Twitter. I'm at SmashKing27. Uh, I'm on RPG Fan Discord. I'm just SmashKing. And if you want to find me on Twitch, I am at SmashKing... Sorry, twitch.tv slash SmashKingTV. And if you join me on Wednesdays at 1.30 Eastern, you can find me streaming Tokyo Mirage Sessions on Wednesdays. Sorry. Cool. I said that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I mean, you're playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions now, but uh, the, our Twitch menu is nice. changing is changing all the time. And I think if you go to the RPG Fan main page, you can see an upcoming Twitch schedule. So the uh, uh, Nathan often st- streams on Wednesdays, but we have people streaming every single day. So uh, please check the RPG Fan front page to see what is streaming when. Um, now, yeah. Peter, tell us about your Twitter and social media presence. Uh, uh, if you want to find me, uh, I'm at I Have Fury on Twitter, um, and on the boards we don't really use anymore. Look for my uh, my blue haired uh, persona icon. I'm probably talking about Yu-Gi-Oh or Kingdom Hearts or movies or some other nonsense. Is there a card game in Kingdom Hearts? Because I again I've only played one Kingdom Hearts game and I didn't like it. There was a chain of memories that was a card mm-hmm. that came out in that glut of like when RPGs were all had card battle systems. Right, but that was part of the battle system. There isn't like a side card game. No, no, nothing like that. Unfortunately, I wish. I wish that there was like a Kingdom Hearts equivalent of Triple Triad. The There's... close, the closest we have is the organization member Luxord, who uses cards as a weapon, and he's pretty cool. He likes gambling. I think oh, Luxord's that... cool. His data fight is so hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a really tough fight. I don't uh. know what any of that means, but all right. 
Uh, Alana, <laughs> Alana, how uh, how can listeners reach out to you? Uh, so as usual, I'm usually on Twitter uh, at uh, Alana Haig. Sorry, um, my Discord though is at Diving Falcons. So if you want to come talk to me on there, I pop up occasionally, usually to talk about whatever's going on at the moment. Um, and also on the forums, I'm Diving Falcons as well. If you do feel like pinging me on there, uh, but Twitter is normally the best place to find me. All right, and this time I remembered to ask you about your Twitter, about your Twitter, Alana. Oh yeah. <laughs> Still feel bad that I forgot a few a few months ago. But anyway, mm-hmm. listeners, um, if you want to reach out to me, the best way to do so is Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, and at Evoker for Dogs when I am talking about uh, mostly Japanese superhero shows, but a, a, a variety of other topics I don't want to put on my main Twitter. I am also Monsoon Mike on Discord, Monsoon on the forums, and some variety of Monsoon in most places on the internet. But I think that about does it. Uh, again, I always want to talk about Pokemon, so we'll probably talk about Pokemon some more next year. I mean, right? We'll we'll, we'll think of some excuse. Mm-hmm. We will always need some reason to talk about Pokemon. Yeah. We'll have to do. Well, uh, let's see. We can we can make it gym leader battles. We could uh, devise our own evil Pokemon team. We'll, we'll, we 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 could figure something out. But we, we I mean, being retro encounter, we have to come up with some dumb game or gimmick in order to discuss it. We can't just have an episode about something. Uh, Listeners, thank you. Good night, and good luck.